0: Welcome to Bolts and Bats in the Bay. This podcast is brought to you by FL Teams. FLTeams.com is a top Florida sports source dedicated to providing in-depth analysis and coverage for all Florida sports, including college and professional sports teams. Remember to go to FLTeams.com. Hi, everybody. I'm your host, Jeff Macalino, and I'm going to give you a run through the week that was and the week ahead for your two-time defending Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning and you're uh, defending American League East back-to-back champion, uh, Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, let's get started in the playoffs. The Tampa Bay Lightning in a tough series against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, things started out Monday uh, rough for the Lightning. The Lightning, you know, I don't need to go too in-depth in this one. They were outplayed from start to finish. Uh, you know, they had some bad bounces of the puck, a couple of uncharacteristic things, especially with the Stamkos-Kucherov line, the the two hottest players in the NHL heading into the playoffs, had a rough one, and the Lightning dropped the opening uh, game at Toronto 5-0. Wednesday Game 2, the Lightning bounced back in a big way and really controlled uh, controlled the action. The final score was 5-3, but uh, a couple of uh, late goals in the last 10... Last, like, eight minutes by the Maple Leafs made it look a little closer than it was. Uh, The Lightning really controlled the play uh, in this one, and uh, Vasilevsky had a very good game, uh, aside from, you know, a couple there uh, near the end uh, to uh, bring it to 5-3. So that's all the Lightning needed to do in the first two games in Toronto was take one of them. They came back to Amelie Arena for game three and had a real uh, rough start of things. The Lightning were down 3-1, or I'm sorry, excuse me, 3-0, just five minutes and 52 seconds into the second period, uh, and the Lightning had their work cut out for them. Ross Colton scored a power play goal, Uh, In the second to bring the Lightning within 3-1 Ross Colton possibly playing the best hockey of any player on the Lightning We'll touch more on that in a minute Uh, Andre Palat added a goal 5 minutes and 43 seconds into the third to bring the Lightning within 1 The Lightning kept the pressure on Just couldn't get the equalizer Uh, Toronto did score two empty net goals in the last 140 uh, of this game to stretch the score to 5-2. The Lightning outplayed, uh, really, the first one-and-a-half periods, and then I would say they outplayed Toronto in the back end. They just could not get that third goal to tie things up. So Game 4 became a must-win for the Lightning on Sunday, Mother's Day. Uh, It was important for the Lightning to get off to a hot start after a disappointing Uh, Really, first three games of this series. Steven Stamkos, the captain, scored his first goal of the series one minute into the game uh, with assists from Kucherov and Hedman. Uh, Shortly after that, four minutes and 20 seconds later, Pierre-Edouard Belmar scored his first goal of the series. And just two minutes and 38 seconds after that, Pat Maroon scored his first goal of the series. The Lightning take a 3-0 lead into intermission. The second period... It's just still all lightning. A lot of weird penalties going on and some confounding calls by the officials in this uh game four. Didn't affect the outcome, but some real interesting officiating going on in uh in this game. Regardless, Ross Colton scored and Corey Perry scored to give the Lightning that Perry goal was a power play goal, uh to give the lightning a five-nothing lead uh going into the final period. Uh, The Maple Leafs did get a couple from Nylander in the third uh, to bring them within 5-2. Andre Palat then got an empty net goal when they pulled the goaltender quite early. That was still with 5 minutes and 20 seconds left. Palat scored. The Maple Leafs did add on another one. Uh, And then Ross Colton got his third goal of the the series uh, with a couple minutes left to give the Lightning a 7-3 lead, and that would be... The final score. So the Tampa Bay Lightning, Toronto Maple Leafs are uh, tied 2-2. Here we are after game four. It's now a three-game series moving forward. Tuesday, May 10th, uh, the Lightning are at Toronto. Thursday, May 12th, the Lightning will be in Tampa against Toronto. And if necessary, game seven would be Saturday, May 14th at Toronto. So three-game series. Uh... You know, Toronto has uh, two of those on home ice. I don't think that really affects things all that much, to be honest. The Lightning are pretty much as strong uh, on the road as they are at home. Um, you know, it, 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 this is an exciting series, and I don't know what to, what to predict. Uh, I didn't feel good about things going into Sunday's game. Can't help but feel great after Sunday's game. This was definitely the best game for a lot of players. Stamkos, uh, I think it was Kucherov's best game. Uh, Hedman's best game. Uh, Maroon, uh, really. I had been complaining about the fourth line. All three of them scored. Uh, Corey Perry on a on a power play, and Maroon and Belmar on that fourth line. They all scored uh, in this one, which should give their line a boost. Uh, you know, it's uh, the 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 two lines that really have been carrying the team is uh, the Colton Hagel Paul line, uh, and those three have just they they play aggressive. They're menaces out there. Uh, Ross Colton's just zigzagging around everywhere and causing trouble. And then the Braden Point line, he uh, hasn't put up a lot of uh, scoring to this point, but he has given himself a lot of opportunities. He's the fastest guy on the ice. Uh, Point with uh, Kalorn and Sorelli, they've had some great shifts as well. Uh, Really, Stamkos, Kucherov, and Palat, I think, probably put their first good game together in game four. Again, they were the hottest uh, coming into the playoffs, so I'd like to think they can recapture uh, that fire. Uh, the Lightning power play and, you know, the special teams have been up and down this series. Um, the Lightning are doing better on the power play, 21.7% to the Maple Leafs, 16.7%. But it's got to be noted that uh, the Maple Leafs have two shorthanded goals in Game 1 and Game 2. They, they got a shorthanded goal. So special teams has been relatively equal in this one. Um, you know, both goaltenders have had some ups and some downs. Campbell may, had really two great games for Toronto. Vasilevsky, even in the two wins, he's kind of slipped up a little bit late in the games. Um, you know, it's easy to do, I guess, when you've got a huge margin, uh, a huge lead. Um, he still has not shown, you know, the playoff Andre Vasilevsky we have seen the past two seasons. Uh, If he is able to uh, resurrect that version of himself, the Lightning should be able to take this series because the Lightning seem to be uh, clicking enough offensively. Even in the loss in Game 3, they showed a lot more uh, offensive zone possession uh, and uh, less uh, chaos, really. Toronto's had the game plan that works so well. They are springing their forwards, so the Lightning defensemen really can't pinch in and help as much in the offensive zone, Uh, and uh, it's led to a lot of breakaway attempts for Toronto, but really the Lightning cut a lot of that out, especially in Game 4, so we'll see uh, what what things... (laughs) What? How things unravel. Uh, the Lightning going for their third straight Stanley Cup defense, and they are having a very tough time in the first round, as we expected, because Toronto is a very tough opponent and a very talented team. So we'll know next time we talk uh, where the Lightning stand. Uh, game five, if the Lightning pull that off, you got to love their chances to win one of the two. As the Lightning have not lost a game... Following a loss in the playoffs in the last two seasons. Kind of an amazing little feat that they have not lost two games in a row. Um, So we'll see if that can uh, continue. Unfortunately, since they lost game one, that doesn't mean that they will win this series just by winning games after they lose. Uh, So we'll see. Best of luck to the Lightning. Uh, The Tampa Bay Rays had a nice week. Kind of got roomed on Sunday a little bit, but. You know, that's maybe splitting hairs. The Rays on their West Coast swing, and uh, it has gone very nicely. Seven games, uh, six wins. Uh, they won six in a row. They swept the Athletics uh, in Oakland. They took the first three games from Seattle. And uh, Sunday against Seattle, when Manuel Margot hit an eighth-inning home run for his third straight game with a home run. Uh, and big-time home runs, by the way, giving the Rays the lead Friday. Uh, I, you know, go-ahead home run late in that game. A grand slam on Saturday to put that game out of reach. And then this game in a 0-0 game, Margot goes yard. Unfortunately, uh, Kittredge gave up a opposite field home run in the ninth and the Rays could not score in the 10th, and with that ghost runner, uh, Seattle was able to push the run across in the bottom of the 10th to uh, salvage one out of four. Uh, the Rays lose that one 2-1, but a 6-1 w- week for the Rays, nothing to scoff at. Uh, the offense up and down still, but really gets getting the job done. They, they won 6-1, 10-7, and 3-0 against Oakland. Uh, and they won four three eight seven eight two before the two one loss uh, against Seattle. One game got to shout out the guy that uh, I in the FL teams uh, baseball preview episode picked as the my kind of black horse candidate to win the AL Cy Young, Shane McClanahan. He got the win over last year's Cy Young award winner Robbie Ray uh, in that four three game. The Rays were able to. Get four runs in the fourth off Ray the big one was a three-run home run by Mike Zanino Uh, he also hit another big home run uh, for the Rays this past week so Zanino maybe coming around uh, as far as uh, that what that would mean for the Rays offense is uh, is something very very intriguing Brandon Lau had a two home run game as well this week Uh, Hoping to see his bat come around. Randy Rosarena still doesn't have a home run this season, though he is tied for third in the league in uh, doubles with 10. But in his last eight games since the start of May, he is hitting .324. He does have four doubles, a triple, a couple walks, only six strikeouts and 36 plate appearances, Uh, you know, 861 OPS. Uh, It looks like he's turning things around, and uh, hopefully he starts hitting a few uh, long balls as well. Uh, Shane McClanahan, I mentioned, he is tied for the AL lead in strikeouts. Um, And the Rays overall, just looking at where they stand, they are in second place behind the scorching hot New York Yankees. The Yankees are 20-8. and Uh, The Rays are two and a half games behind. At 18 and 11. Certainly a nice place to be. Uh, The Rays 9 and 7 at home, 9 and 4 away right now. Um, So, two and a half games out of first is totally okay. They would be firmly in the uh, four spot as the top wild card, actually tied with Houston right now. Uh, The Rays have an interesting week ahead. Uh, The Los Angeles Angels will be their opponent Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday uh, in California. Uh, the Angels are 19-11, and 11, so a half game better than the Rays. Joe Madden has those guys playing. Big matchup Wednesday night. Shane McClanahan uh, is dueling against Shohei o- uh, Otani, uh, the uh, pitching and hitting wonder uh, for the Angels. Uh, so that will be another big matchup for McClanahan this week. Uh, after this three-game series, the Rays do get a day off Thursday as they travel back to St. Petersburg, and an interesting weekend series against Toronto. Uh, might be uh, during game seven of Tampa Bay versus Toronto in the NHL, but Toronto uh, also obviously a tough opponent. They're 17 and 13, so a tough week uh, for the Rays. You know, travel across the country and two winning ball clubs, so we'll see how they get through these next six games. I also do want to quickly. Just note uh, the Rays' rotation is coming together, uh, maybe better than uh, some people anticipated. Big part of that is uh, Drew Rasmussen, who you know, just looking purely at the numbers, uh, he has a, a 3 and one record, a two-point-eight-nine ERA, a WHIP under one. Uh, you know, he's not yet pitching deep into ball games, and who knows if he will. His longest outing is six innings, uh, but. He has uh, been on quite a uh, stretch lately. in his last three starts, he's given up only two earned runs in 16 innings, uh, and he has 17 strikeouts, only four walks. So he is on a uh, quite a nice little stretch here. And also shout out to the veteran, Corey Kluber. Uh, he's one on1. He has a 236 ERA. Uh, so far this season. Uh, He has a whip just barely over one, 1.05. You know, he is also, you know, if he continues to pitch the way he has in his last couple starts uh, at Oakland and against Minnesota, the 12 innings, four hits, one run, one walk, 13 strikeouts, that is elite pitching uh, in his last two outings from the veteran Corey Kluber. So, boy, if with McClanahan, Rasmussen, and Kluber, you know, they they may have a very strong three-man rotation. Ryan Yarbrough came off the injured list. He had a very, very bad outing his first game back. But to give him credit, he was the starter Sunday against Seattle. He did not give up a single run in five innings of work. Looked much better his first outing. He got beat up big time. Uh, so maybe Yarbrough uh, back uh, to more of what... You know, he's not a superstar, but at least can get you through, eat some innings, and uh, keep you in ball games. Also, G-Man Choi, uh, who was having a phenomenal season before he was out for 10 days, uh, he is back off the injured list, as is Francisco Mejia, uh, who comes back as Mike Zanino. Seems to start... it Seems like he's starting to get the bat going, uh, at least a little bit. Um, you know, he's he's now got three home runs on the season. He's Still hitting 138, but, you know, starting to show signs of coming out of uh, his slump that uh, really dragged him down for the whole first month of the season. All right, well, that'll do it for Bolts and Bats in the Bay. Big week ahead for your Tampa Bay sports teams. And uh, keep your uh, eyes and ears on FL teams for all your f- uh, Florida sports news and coverage uh you can hit me up and follow me on twitter or instagram at saint j mac s-a-i-n-t-j-m-a-c and please follow fl teams on twitter facebook instagram TikTok. subscribe to the fl teams podcast where you're listening to this and subscribe to the youtube channel where we have awesome Live videos every week, FL Teams Live. Uh, And just go to flteams.com to stay updated on all your Florida sports news and coverage.